0: with you today with schoolownertalk.com and uh, we've got a uh, timely topic and I think uh, that today's topic is, is not only timely, it's it's um, for some people it's ahead of time, meaning that I think the getting them to wrap the idea around the fact that you need to work months ahead in order to make things successful sometimes is a problem because all of us are, are running behind all the time. Uh, I, should, I shouldn't say all of us, but you know, a lot of school owners are running behind all the time uh that that's a whole different call i don't know if you remember when i, I did the uh we did our our uh webinar on the six steps of implementation uh, that yeah. definitely would solve that would solve that problem but we're talking about uh um you know filling the funnel for this fall you know making uh yeah big big strides for this fall and so we have some ideas for our listeners and uh right you, anything else you want to set up well i do you know it,
1: you know, we, we constantly talk about being, being prepared ahead of time, and, and it seems so that um, the next two or three months effort that you put in will be brought out in the three or four months after, right? So most people are caught in what I would consider being, like, being washed in and out with the tide. They're almost like um, they're in, like, a boat, and they're just breaking the waves at the beach, and every wave that comes in, they get pulled back to shore, and they paddle like crazy to get out, and they get some headway, and the next big wave drags them right back. And what happens is all businesses, I, I mean, and, and everyone is, uh, you know, at fault for this, including probably you and I at times as well, that we're not looking into the future far enough to be able to say, what am I setting myself up for for, for back to school? Like right now in our school, we go back to school next week. Um, You know, I've already been back-to-school marketing, but um, I could have done better. I could have started it earlier. And uh, that's where sometimes we go, hey, I don't know why we didn't get that many calls. Well, back to school's already happened. Once they're in school, they're in. You're talking about getting the mind wrapped around what do they do when they go back to school, not not after. You know, in back-to-school, when they're back-to-school, we're probably thinking about the holidays now. We should be starting to put marketing campaigns together for Halloween, for Thanksgiving, for Christmas, and so on. So it's always being out in front of, right? And that's the most important thing.
0: Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll drop this too, and I don't know if you agree or not, but I've done this before with clients that have felt overwhelmed. So what happens is we're, we're you know, talking about um, doing this fall marketing in the fall when I've even told some of them, um, all right, uh, we're, we're just not going to do any fall marketing. Right. And they look at me like, w- w- "What are you crazy?" I said, "Yeah, I am crazy because all of, everything that you've done up until this point has put you in the in the, in the position that you're in. And what you're doing right. is, you're one, you're taking a shotgun approach to um, to marketing. Two, you are so behind, you know, getting the stuff out that it's not the best it could be. It's not necessarily as timely as it could be either. So." I've even had clients where we skip a season and what we are literally doing is working on the next season um, right. now in order to move forward and then set them up for success because uh, that just keeps them ahead all of the time. So uh, right. when we throw out some of this stuff that we're going to talk about today and the ideas and, and some of the implementation things that you can do, I want you to understand that maybe you can't do all of them. And, and by the way, Allie and I didn't do all of these when we first started. Uh, we, we created one or two in that season, and the next year we came back around, reevaluated, and go, okay, right. this worked, this didn't work. Let's adjust it, and let's add this one more thing, yeah. so that we had multiple layers to it. Uh, because you know, you've been in the business for twenty, what, eight years? I've been for twenty years. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, the problem is when we when we talk. Sometimes people can get overwhelmed. I'm not saying we're all that in a bag of chips. That's not what I'm talking about. But when you start hearing the 12 different ideas that we're doing in one season, it becomes overwhelming uh, as opposed to understanding that we had to build ourselves to that. And we had longevity, um, you know, in our favor. And so when, when you listen to this and you start to want to implement things, don't get overwhelmed. Heck, even if you feel overwhelmed, pick what you feel would be the easiest one to implement implement it to the best of your ability this season. Uh do what Allie talks about with regards to uh keeping a, an event journal uh and uh and a marketing journal meaning yeah you're uh, and, and because of you I have two different ones. I have an event journal and a marketing journal. Right. Um because I do consider the the marketing um things events but they're not mm-hmm. quote unquote necessarily events. But to me it's an event. It's all an right. event. But anyways, right. that way I can go back and look and see what I did, how I did it, what the results were, and then even what I was thinking about last year um, with what had happened that year so that I can reevaluate and go, oh, yeah, that's right. I remember I said I'm going to change this, this, and this and do this this year. So right. all that to kind of preframe everything when we start, you know, throwing out some ideas.
1: Yeah, and you know what? Everything you said, is, you know, makes – makes, to me, and I always want to clarify this is, and, and I try to equate this to, let, let's just say um, a master of finance, right? Let's say his job is, you know, liquidity in, in stocks and bonds and investments and so on. His mind is wrapped around that industry and he knows it so well. So, ours is martial arts. Um, a real estate mogul might be in real estate and they, ha- they do it so much that they know it to the point where they can just rattle things off. So, when you said not to be overwhelmed, that's an important thing for the listeners to hear. Um, I'd rather see them say, hey, there's so many things to do. However, I want you to just do one or two. Don't get stuck in what I call analysis paralysis or frozen in indecision, right? Um, you know, that's where most people freeze in their actions. Um, somebody's like thumbs up and like crazy. That's your we daughter. A bunch of yeah, yeah, it is my daughter doing that. That's awesome. Um She's probably in class right now uh, in college, and and, uh, just saw me. I I just invited her to listen in. So, um, with that being said, you know, do one thing. Don't do fifty things, and then, and then, like you said, Dwayne, expand a little at a time. Because we want to have this this spider web, you know, so to speak, where a bunch of different lines and the strings and the attachments connect and capture more people. Um, The more, the larger the web, the more things you'll capture, right? And that's very, very important. So again, for us, I think that it's uh, pretty important. And um, I think for us to let people know one at a time, build, slowly build, but be prepared and start thinking ahead. So if you want to start throwing ideas out, we have um, world-renowned martial artists right now online with us, Christine Bannon Rodriguez, which is pretty crazy. She's an actress. She was in Batman and um, world-renowned competitor. So she's online with us. She runs a very prominent school in Rhode Island area. Um, uh, her and I did a short little t- tiny film together uh, called uh, Roxy Medina or something like that, where we do a fight scene and all sorts of cool stuff in the one scene. But anyway, uh, great to have people like that on board with us. So so want, you want to start with a few? Sure, sure. I apologize. I didn't dress
0: up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel underdressed. Hey, I got a shirt on. That's all that matters. Hey, um, yeah. yeah, certainly. You know, my... So a couple of things. Number one is uh, if you hadn't ran, ran some sort of back-to-school um, marketing with regards to, you know, two-week trial, a month trial, whatever it is, there's still time to do it because back-to-school really does, you know, kind of stretch into September as well. So you could still do some sort of marketing with regards to that. Um, the other thing that, that uh, I would suggest doing if you've never done before is, uh, what are uh, martial arts field trips? And imagine this for a moment that um, you get a, a, a busload or two busloads. Uh, you know, like we, we've had up to 80 kids before uh, in right. school. And um, at once, by the way. And, and, and I got the room. I can, I can house it. But imagine that you get them to come in. And you and I both know that when your child went on a field trip, right, you had to fill out a permission slip. Well, who right. gets that permission slip? We do, right? We right. get the permission slip so that we can actually do our follow-up marketing on those individuals. You know, before, not that school speeches aren't good, not that you can't get paid for them, and that can be good too, or do them for free if for goodwill and FaceTime and that type of stuff. But the problem with the yeah. school speeches that I found was the fact that, you know, uh, I got in front of a whole mess of people, but I didn't get anybody to take any action um, immediately, so right. I, we're, we're small business owners, and we need to do direct response marketing, meaning that I, I do a targeted ad to a targeted person to get a, a targeted response, and that's where we should be spending our money, not doing the branding, advertising, and all those things. Some of that is good. You know, Go again, going out and speaking and, and me knowing that I'm probably not going to get, um, you know, when I do a motivational talk at a school, I'm not going to get many students or anybody out of that, but I will get a lot of goodwill. I'll get a lot of good face time, but I, I turn that around with the martial arts field trips. So uh, that would be a huge one. And and let me just, let me just say that, um, hat, uh, my first one was scheduled for yesterday, but because all the kids got out of school for the heat, uh, they actually pushed it to next Tuesday, but by the end of, so what, Potentially would have happened by the end of this week because I have one tomorrow. Um, by the end of this week, I would have had at least 120, um, right. uh, you know, prospects or leads to follow up on. So now i only have 60 this week. But next week I have another two uh, already set, one that moved, you know, that type of thing. So I'll have another 120 next week. Uh, the week after that, I believe I only have one thus far that's set. So let's say that's 60 students. So you can see how that starts to add up. Um, it's a lot of work but uh, it's quite beneficial, and in my uh, my product on the um, uh, martial arts field trips, I go in-depth on how we do all that. But anyways, so that would be one thing that I would do. Uh, the other thing that I would do is I would do um, uh, speeches. I would go in and, uh, you know, do, you know, whether it's a motivational talk, anti-abduction or bullying talks, uh, those type of things I would uh, get a hold of, your um, uh, local principals and you should be developing some sort of relationship with them uh, anyways Mm -hmm. but what what I've done like what I'm doing this year is uh, going through the list that I already have adding because every year you don't know if the same principal is going to be there or not so we're double checking uh, all the area schools and and, uh, they're all going to get an email and that email is going to push them to a uh, uh, snail mail that's coming to them one of it is uh, one of my books, and then the other is the actual um, opportunity for me to come in and do uh, – I have three different talks that I could come in and do. This right. year, it, you know, it's, it's sponsored by someone, so um, that sponsor is paying for me to go out and do those things, and their name gets to be on everything that we, we uh, uh, you know, go along with that. But then I get to actually be in the schools, teachers get to see me. Uh, that, that as well. Oh, by the way, let me go back to the martial arts field trips. Every single one of my students gets a, it's like a, it's a, it's a I want to say it's a six by nine flyer, uh, not a flyer, but it's a, you know, it's cardstock, right? Color, full color. It's uh, basically a sales letter, if you will, for them to give to their teacher. And at the very top, it says something like uh, free field trip this year for your class or something like that. I just don't remember exactly what it is. Right, right. That give you a few to
1: to start off with? Yeah, I mean I'm overwhelmed. No, just I mean I think that that's amazing. I, I love it. Again, uh, what I was trying to point out in the beginning is for the listeners too is that don't you know Dwayne du- and I both do this uh, you know on a regular basis where we're great at management. Um, we've run our schools for a long time. It's second nature to us. Um, we're plugged into what I would say is the business side of our businesses, right? Sometimes martial arts school owners are, you know, one man shows um, they're, they're in the hustle and bustle. We call it being in the thick of things, right? On a daily basis, I say being in the blender, spinning around all day. You come home, you're exhausted. You try to recharge during the day to go back and do it again. And um, so, so don't get in that stage where you feel like overwhelmed and frustrated. Just think of if you're, if, that, if you're in that stage and you feel like you can't do anything, then you don't do anything, you're screwed. But if you do one thing eventually build the muscles up to do two things. And then you keep building these kind of, you know, almost like automated funnels where um, back to school, you know what to do. You know, uh, Christmas time, Halloween time, you know what to do. And you have these lists of different things that you just automatically do. And that's what you mentioned before where we have this um, to be a little um, more explanatory on the uh, marketing uh, action worksheet, right? Having a piece of paper, and putting it in a three-ring binder, if you're going to be so simplistic and do it on the paper, which sometimes I like, you have, like, um, one paper that says uh, holiday passes, right? Or one paper that says back-to-school visits. And then you it, you write out every single thing that you do. Like, so, for instance, if you were sick and you couldn't do it, you could say, hey, um, Mr. Bean, go and follow the back-to-school marketing layout because it's a diagram. And – the great thing is you and I are so busy with what we do. We kind of forget how great we did things the month or year before. So without a reminder, we're like, oh, I, remi- I wanted to hand the pencils out. Or, I wanted to do this. Or, and, but with the marketing action worksheet, it has all the steps so you don't miss it. And you could replicate it year after year. So then you just put it into, if you're marketing in quarters, you know, the spring, summer, winter, and fall, right? Or fall and winter. Um, and, uh, you know, you're able to just go in that section and go, oh, here are all the 10 things that I normally do way ahead of time, and you start setting them up. Does that,
0: does that make sense? So organization is the key to everything. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely. The other thing uh, is doing some sort of back-to-school safety seminar, whether it's bully, anti-abduction, whatever. Um, now, I know bully prevention month or week or something is in October, I think, like the national okay. one, um, and I don't remember which week it is. But I usually, for me, I usually take the last, uh, I usually take, uh, the, the last week in September and I'll do, uh, these free public, uh, you know, back to school seminars, right. you know, on safety. Right. Only because that works for me in my schedule. So I don't have mm-hmm. it aligned right with the bully week. Um, right. You know, but it's, it's, a, it's an opportunity to get some free publicity. So you write a press release, you put that in the newspapers, you get on, uh, your local TV station, if, if, if you have a local TV station, you also get on the radio stations. Um, and then, again, that's just more face and, and, and uh, airtime and, well, and goodwill.
1: Let me stop you there and ask you a question. So, like, speaking of that, like, to the listeners, how, how do you approach your local papers and your local news stations? Because you've gotten a lot of free advertisement, right, from them. So how, what's your approach? What, what's your steps? How do you get them to recognize you, et cetera, et cetera?
0: Yeah, and that almost could be a whole new uh, podcast, right, on how to get uh, free publicity. Right. But right. basically, number one is um, I I only write press releases on things that I I feel are ultimately the most important. And so I'm not writing a press release for every single thing that we do at the studio, but uh, some of the key major things that we do. So with regards to the fact that if I'm doing a, a bully or a free safety, back-to-school safety seminar or whatever it is, uh, I will write that, and I write it, by the way. I write the uh, press release, and then I submit it off. Now, I already have built a relationship with um, uh, the newspaper here, so I know now, I, I say I know, um, I, I'm an acquaintance with, uh, the person that uh, receives these press releases. And and uh, so a couple of things. One is you need to make a relationship with that person. If that means going in the first time, handing them a hard copy, and say that I also sent you a digital one if it's easier to use, I really appreciate it, you know, that type of thing. Uh, doing okay. a follow-up with regards to that. So when it does get in uh, to the newspaper, then you write a handwritten thank you note to that individual and you mail it off to them. When I get on air, when I do um, uh, the uh, the radio stations, you know that's a that's the other thing that I do is when I go in, um, I will I will bring a uh, um, I'm known as the Donut Man because I will bring in a box of donuts, right. donuts for for everybody that's at the radio station. You know, you just stop at Dunkin' Donuts or whatever and give a, an assortment. You bring it in, and then the individuals because. Um, some stations have multiple. Uh, some locations have multiple stations owned by the same person, and, and that's what it is in our town. So you know, there's like three or four different radio stations underneath one roof, and so I'll go from room to room to room and and do an interview, uh, and I'm there for maybe a half an hour. But now I was on four different stations, and right. then um, you know, I, each one of those individuals, I know them by name. I send them a thank you uh, card if it's appropriate, where maybe it was like. We did a, um, uh, what was it, a, a, a fundraiser. Uh, it was the uh, Break All Barriers fundraiser where, and okay. so I, you know, I challenged one of the, uh, the uh, radio hosts to come and actually break a brick, that type of thing. So, of course, yeah. my, my, my new little note back to him was, you know, hey, thanks for being such a good sport, you know, interviewing me and, and coming in to, I can't wait to see you, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. Um, and those, those people are, are uh, underappreciated. You know, like we, I would say, like a lot of people are. Um, They're starved for attention. And this is not a ploy. I mean, you genuinely have to do it. But you start doing those small little things like the thank you notes, bringing in the uh, donuts, uh, uh, show that recognition. It's phenomenal.
1: You know, I'm looking down uh, and writing some stuff as you talk because I wanted to do like a little illustration. But um, you know what's interesting? As I'm, the last few months have been amazing for me. I, I mean, I have this new software that I'm using in my, um, martial art management software. I absolutely love it. I've talked about it a few times, but what it's done for me is give me like command central all in one place, right? So I literally have every single report, every single thing I'm doing, and, um, I could text message, email, do everything right from one spot. So, and let me give, uh, everyone I'm I'm talking about what I want to touch base on is inside out marketing, meaning like, what do we do from inside the school, right? How, how involved are we with, um, with uh, building our raving fans and building our enrollment within the school so that, so that people are out there talking about us, referring us. But first I want to say like, if we have 168 hours, right? I'm like a, I wrote down, i see, I could put that on there. Like, uh, you know, it's probably backwards, you know, hours per week.
0: No, no, it looks good.
1: It is. So it's 168 hours per week, right? We know that. And if I went through this whole process, you and I have done that where we taught people, like, where their time is best spent, right? However, when I, when I work with school owners and I talk to them, I mean, even school owners that in their mind, they appear and think that they're working a lot they're really not working that much, right? So when I I said to this to um, someone yesterday, a client of mine, I said, how much on a scale of one to 10, how, you know, and let's say it's 10% per per numeral, right? One to 10, 100% if you're doing 10. um, How much time and effort are you working on marketing your school, right? How focused are you on your clientele? How how, um, much are you communicating with them? And and there's a few things where I wrote like, you know, permission marketing, right? Where you may have emails for everybody, right? And, and people said, it's okay. Hey, Dwayne, email me anytime. But when I get an email from you, um, you know, I read it, right? But if it was someone else, I might put it in my read later box until I put it in my I didn't read it in enough time, delete box, right? Or, or I, when I wake up in the morning, first thing I do is I, I kiss my fiance, I roll over and grab my phone, and I start going delete, 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 delete. If the subject line or if it's from somebody that they bored me a few times, delete, delete, delete. That's what's happening with our stuff too, right? So we have to create an environment within our studio that's called permission marketing. But I mean real interest conversations where, um, they not only say it's okay for me to talk to them, but they're interested in hearing what I have to say, and they'll listen to me. Like, for example, um, last week, uh, our summer camp for the final week, this week was a little slow. So I sent out a quick text message, and I said, listen, I'm going to b- do a blowout sale, and we're going to do a um, Black Friday price that I did during the Black Friday of last year, and I'm going to roll it back to those prices. Anybody's interested to do the last week of summer camp? And I sold four people, right? So um, these are people that are interested in listening to me. They're reading the message rather than just saying, I'll get to it. And when they finally got to it, summer camp's over, right? So, you know, it's not a lot of money. I maybe brought in another four or $500 in summer campers. However, the camp was rolling anyway, right? So it's four or $500 that I would have never made, right, that went towards payroll and whatever and blah, blah, blah. So we have to start thinking, like, how do we create this permission marketing so that we can get our students to be raving fans, so that we can get them to listen to what we do, so that we can get them to refer us, so that we can get them to be a big part of, of what's going on. Because if not, we're always constantly in this, this vicious cycle um, where um, – People are coming in the front door, they're quickly running out the back door. So, we want to create this permission marketing conversations where everyone's listening so that we have raving fans so they're not leaving, so they're telling their friends, so they're bringing people in. For example, we have a group in our area called, on Facebook, called Moms of West Islip. Continuously, someone's asking, Hey, have you ever heard of Long Island and Jitsi centers? And I have my haters. Yeah, don't go there, go here. And then I have all my fans of students and parents that are going, my kid's been going for three years. It changes life. My daughter's been going, and you know, like, they're the ones that are engaged. We want to do way more of that than, than a lot of just like shooting the gun in the air, hoping the flare gun, hoping that someone's going to see it, kind of. Does that make sense? No, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll give you another example. My communication, I have this the text message and I text a mom who hasn't, she's behind on her payments by like six payments. She had lost her job. You know, hey, I'm, we can't come in. Leave me alone. I don't have the money. I, I'm texting her. How things going? And she said, oh, I finally got a job. Oh, that's great. And then we, can you come in and meet with me? I have a really great proposal for you. So she came in with, to meet with me last night and I said, listen, I know you owe me like six months when can you start your son back up again and afford it? She says, probably at the end of October. I said, how about this? We'll start him in October and I'm going to erase the four or five payments that you owe me as long as you do a, a complete year on a new program. And she's like, that's so nice of you. This is so good. So I basically could fight her and try to get money out of, you know, blood from the stone, or I could get her as, to become a fan and go, wow, Ali Aberigo's a decent guy. It's really not about the money, but now she's happy and she's probably going to tell her friends, right? Again, inside out marketing and marketing that we need to do. I, that's just one thing I wanted to really emphasize is to get that permission from the people and stop wasting time when you have 168 hours in a week, you know, work it.
0: That's, you got to work it.
1: What, so give me some more ideas.
0: Yeah, no. Um, so, well, and this is, you know, your, your field of ex- expertise. But, uh, well, before I get into that, let me just say too, with your, um if you're gonna do some sort of public safety or, or, or bully buster or whatever, you need to have passes to give to, uh, your own students, uh, to right. bring a friend along with it. Right. Um, you know, that type of thing. So, and I do it, I do it a little bit differently than probably most people because, uh, I don't do it on a Saturday. I, I love my Saturdays off. And yeah. So, well, the you all so do you're, it. You're you're closed Saturday and Sunday, right? You're Monday through Friday school. Yeah, I mean we we do have uh, birthday parties that happen on Saturday, yeah, or maybe sometimes special events. But I don't do that's those. That's
1: incredible, Dwayne. I, I love that. By the way, that's ingenious. I I look up to you for that, and I think that's amazing. Now that you could run your school on your terms. People are not going to go. I don't want to go to Dwayne because you know he's not open on Saturdays. They're like, oh, this is amazing, right? And and they they love what you do and.
0: They're okay with Monday through Friday. I think that's a great thing. That's a that's unless they've awesome. had prior experience somewhere else that that they're used to Saturdays. They don't know any any different.
1: Right. The culture, right. Exactly. You know that I've created. Exactly.
0: Um, so, anyways, we uh, the last week of uh, September for us always is sparring week. So we do sparring uh, that whole week. Well, what I do is I take two nights uh, out of the sparring. So I usually will take the B days, meaning. Uh, I have A and B days. You either come Monday, Wednesday, or you come Tuesday, Thursday. So the B days are Wednesday and Thursday. And I'll take the B days, and every single class will have a back-to-school safety or bully buster that way. My own students are getting that information every single year um, and being refreshed and reminded of it. And uh, on top of that, they can bring in a friend. I advertise it to, uh, you know, like I said, the newspaper, all this other stuff. Get a bunch of free publicity as I possibly can. I don't run any ads on it. And then um, everybody's coming in when my staff is already there being paid to be there. I don't have to do it on a different day. And it's nice because it's during the week. It actually spreads it out a little bit. So you figure if I have four different classes because I have beginners, intermediate, uh, advanced, junior, black belt, if I have four different classes, I'm spreading out, let's say, you know, um, I don't know, 100 people a night by going, you know, uh, 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 you know, yeah, exactly. So 50 on one day or, I mean, uh, 25 in each level, let's just say. Right, right. You know, so now I've reached another 200 people. I got their information because they had to fill out the waivers, uh, uh, you know, in order to do it, you know, that type of thing. So I do it a little bit differently. Um, but I wanted to, to, you know, bring that into play. What I was going to bring up, though, was the fact that you know, after you get done with September, you move into October, and obviously that that you have to uh, you have to be doing something for um, Halloween, and that's that's where your expertise comes in a little bit. And I'll let you kind of pick that up.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. And I know you're leading into like holiday cards and Halloween cards and things like that. However. Um, Think of everything in themes. So let's let's pretend Halloween is our theme, right? So not only are we going to do Halloween cards and have every one of our students get a stack of 30 and hand them out. Um, I, I have a friend. I, I, he's actually online with us right now, and he did that last year, and he didn't get any response. And that's, that's a shame, but at the same time, sometimes people won't respond just off the card, right? So what I look at is all my Halloween cards as what I call FOMA front-of-mind awareness where people are seeing um, Long Island Ninjutsu Centers. Oh, I'm not going to do it right now, but then they see my rack card, and then they see whatever, and then the parent says, oh, you should go to, and they go to Long Island Ninjutsu Centers, right? They're thinking of my school. I want to be first and foremost on their mind, right? So that's why I do these cards, even though I may only get three or four responses. However, then,
0: go ahead. I was going to say, and it's not not expensive, you know, uh, we've got you know, a little over 270 students. And I would say, like off the top of my head, out of that, you know, 145 of them or 140 of them are kids. Right. Um, you know, so if 140 of them are passing them all out and, and I get two or three or even four to come right. in and do the trial, and if I have a 50% sign-up rate, two are signing up. Well, even if one person signs up, that pays for easily. Like the you know, it's the, I, what I, I guess what I'm saying is it's not that expensive, and it's not that expensive for front-of-mind awareness. It's also right. not that expensive when you utilize um, uh, Allie's referral of a lifetime system because yeah. what that does is that gets ev- – and I know that's not what this call is about, but that gets everybody on board on, on wanting to pass those out because right. they receive things in the end as well. I'm sorry, but go yeah. ahead.
1: No, no, no. The, the, what you said is so important, and, and this is what I always ask people. I said, like for example, if um, if this was a stack of one hundred dollar bills, right? And um, there was fifteen in the stack, $1, fifteen hundred bucks, hundred dollars a month, one hundred thirty dollars a month, or whatever, whatever. Or let's say it hundred dollar bills, twelve months, twelve hundred dollar stack. And I said, hey, if if you give me a hundred bucks. I'm doing a lot of, you see, I'm doing a lot of illustrations today, and, and you give me $100, right, you, you take 100 and you throw it away, but you have 1100 and you get one student and you spent $100 on cards and you got, you went crazy, but you only got one student, you threw the $100 away that it cost you on the cards, but you made $1,100 profit. That, if you were a stock analyst, they would say that's the best investment of, that you could ever do with your $100, right? If you could 12, do 12, 11 times your investment, it's worth it, right? So what, what people do is they shoot themselves in the foot continuously. They say, um, you know, those don't work. I only got three sign-ups from it. Well, that's three more than you would have had, three times $100 a month, 300 a month, 3600 a year. That's a lot of money for the effort. Does that make sense? So I think sometimes where we're looking for that big hit, the, the website that brings in 75 people a month and you sign them all up, you know, the, you know, the ad that you run that you get 1,000 people from and now you retire in Fiji somewhere, right? It doesn't happen, dude. It's all about continuous
0: marketing. Right. Well, and uh, let me give some perspective to this. So the first year that we did our um, uh, field trips, you know, the first year that we did that, we had, I think, 700, a little over 750 people come in to do field right. trips. And right. and I mean, what I'm stating is from September to November. That's a lot right. of people. Yeah. Now, we probably only got 25 or 30 of them to do a trial, if that. Right. If that. Yeah. The problem for me, and I'd like to blame this on the problem, so I'm just going to state it. Um, yeah. The problem with me was it, it, it took too long for us to follow up with those individuals. Right. right. Because I didn't realize I've never had to call that many people. I've never had to organize yeah. that that way. Right. Um, and, and there was people that we ended up calling. There were people that we ended up calling and they go, oh, yeah, my son started at such and such. Well, that must have been somebody that was on their mind or they knew about before. Yeah. Their son or daughter had such a great time at our place, and they, they're they seven years old. They don't remember the name of the place that they were at. You know, it's not like right. I'm indoctrinating them saying, you've got to say TriStar before you go. You've got to say TriStar, right. although maybe I you, should do that. Um, you should, right?
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Where right. do we want to go? TriStar. What? I can't yeah. hear you. TriStar. More. And
0: then right. the website, you know, www. Right, you got yeah. – it's almost <laughs> to that point, right? Yeah. But I But I just uh, – I. I even though that was a huge hit, it's not as as big as I thought it was going to be. Right. I thought, oh, my right. gosh, you know, I got 700 people. I, I don't have to advertise for the rest of the year, you know, that type of thing.
1: Yeah. And, and the, the thing is, though, that this is why I talk about permission marketing, right? Like, those people are like – it's like birthday parties, you know. Um, wow, we got birthday parties. I got 20 kids coming in this weekend. Well, maybe – Maybe ten of them are receptive to listening to you. Um, the other ten want to not even hear you talk because they 're not there to talk to the karate guy they 're there just because little Johnny invited their their friend to run around with them at a birthday party. Now we could wow them and show them how good we are, and then they might create interest, but a good majority of them are only there because they were invited to a Karate birthday party. They had no interest before. Maybe they can leave with a little interest, but the majority of them are just not buying.
0: Right? They're they're just not interested. So it's well, they we don't have. are what I call suspects, and they're exactly, suspects right? to so, make the decision.
1: <laughs> yeah. So now we have to uh, create that interest where we could get them to at least open their ears and say, "Hey, Master Brumman, uh, I'd like to hear what you have to say." You know, send me an email, send me a, a text message. You know, send me a little bit of tips of what how it could help my kid. And now you nurture them a little. So that's why I say, like, we are still sitting on the biggest pot of gold that we ever had. Dude, you have 270 students in your school, right, um, or more. Um, if, if every one of them just gave you one lead, I mean, it, and if you begged and pleaded, you'd never have to market again in your life, right? You know, for this year, you could bring in, if you signed up 50% of 270 leads, right, what are you going to have, 135 people that are going to sign up? So, But we sometimes don't know how to nurture or we sometimes don't take the time because it's much easier to do submissive marketing, do some Facebook stuff, send out ads, get the outside-in population to come to you and so on. Um, but, uh, you know, sometimes that's harder too. So, I mean, not to say you shouldn't do both, but we're, we're sometimes sitting on a pot of gold not knowing that we're like two inches below the surface. We dug a hole and we quit. And two more inches, this is a true story. Rob Kiyazaki, who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad, bought a gold mine in Mexico that these people mined this gold mine for years, and they, never, and they stopped, and they sold it for pennies on the dollar, and he went four inches deeper and discovered gold. It's all, they, they stopped four inches prematurely, or else they would have been rich and, and famous, and he stayed, and boom, he hit it. Like, maybe it's luck or maybe it was just strength and tenacity, right? So, again, we have to stick into our inside-out marketing mentality, too, as well as getting these people through the door.
0: Okay, so imagine this for a moment. I remember uh, Dan Kennedy, the famous marketer and author and speaker, right? Yeah. I remember him talking about a dentist uh, in Australia who decided that no more was he going to advertise and that he was going to be the elite uh, dentist in his in his town in his area. Well, what he decided to do is he closed the doors to everybody, and the only thing that like he put a lock on the door, a button, and you had to announce who you were. You had to be a current client in order to come in, or if right. you wanted to be a new client, the only way that you could be a new client is if you were referred by an existing client. Yeah, that's it. Now I can't tell you how many times that I've imagined doing that at my school going yeah. uh, oh you want to, do you know anybody that goes here or has gone here right I mean, imagine the position shift that right. that does for you I don't yet have the guts to do that but imagine yeah, I, the position shift
1: yeah I'd be nervous because sometimes your people as much as you know you go like oh my god what if they don't talk about me So, you know, well, what if they don't come to me or refer their friends or whatever the case may be? I think he would make it
0: happen. I think, see, that's where it's, uh, you know, that old proverbial uh, uh, thing where the captain, you know, burns the ship and now you can't get back to your homeland. So you got to conquer this one, you know. Right. (laughs) It definitely would make you more motivated. Well, you know, that what you just described, forget about the actual topic,
1: is the fire that you have to get it done. I think that a majority of the martial arts school owners don't quite, it's not that they don't have the fire. It's not that they don't want it. Like, you know, it's not that they're not capable. It's that they just don't know how to do it or, or get it done. Right. So, um, with that being said, my, my dog is on my lap and he just tangled up my cord. Hold on there. he He's there. He's sitting on my lap or else he would bother us there. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it's not that they don't have that fire, right? But it's at, they don't know how to get that fire to, to be used for them, the discipline of it. So, like, if you add that thing, like you said, and you had to do it, you'd do it, right? You know, if you had to find food, you'd find it. You know, you'd eat whatever you could find, right? You'd forage through the forest, right? That kind of mindset of survival. Um, and that's what we don't have. So it's like, okay, everyone's lazier these days. Like, I'm going to just do a social media post. I'm going to put up pictures all day long of me running a special. But why don't we talk to our clientele? Why don't we get out and leave passes in the stores? Why don't we, like we have rack cards. We still do rack card marketing. I'm not saying that we get killer results from it, but I have 295 schools, I mean stores, that have my cards, rack cards, around my two martial arts schools. Almost 300 stores that when people walk in, they see my rack card hopefully. Right. So they might not pick it up and use it, but I, I bet you if they see it, the name sticks in their head and they're going to remember it when it's time to use it. Right. So that's important. And I think that we have to start doing more. Um, get, why don't we do a few more like really solid tips on hard marketing that you do, you, you, that you do and I'll throw a few out there.
0: Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously we, we talked about the, uh, the Halloween cards, so you want right. to be doing those, even if they oh. uh, are, are just front-of-mind awareness.
1: Also holiday party, right? A Halloween party where you bring a friend, half price, or bring a friend for free. Make money with your clientele coming for the three hours, and then they bring a buddy, and then you get their name and information. And if they're interested, your, your buddy, your student, gives them a free pass for a week of lessons, right? So it's not you doing the selling. It's your students doing the selling. And then the parents understand that if they get them to the come in, five of them join, they get a year for free within the year, um, they're going to do well. You know, so that's just a whole other Halloween
0: thing. It's kind of continuous, right? Absolutely. And, and this is honestly September um, and even October are a ton, a ton of birthdays that happen, oh, birthday month. Yeah. You know, because yeah. everybody got pregnant over the holiday back in uh, uh, December and then they had their right. babies in, you know, uh, September and October. So what I would say, and, and this is a little late, so, so think about this for next year. You could always hit up the people for October, but you should be advertising to your current clients and also your leads and prospects for your uh, for your birthday parties to have at your place because one birthday party brings in – you know, 10, 20 people that you now right. can market to for whatever special you have going on. And that's something that needs to be continuous anyways. But I found that there are, are generally more birthdays in September and, and uh, also October, early October. Yeah, and,
1: and can I add to your birthday part? I want to just also throw in a little shift of mindset. So, you, so people come in, we have 20 people that could possibly join our school, right? Most people are thinking, hey, that's a great idea. But we also have 20 potential people that might have the time of their lives that might want to do a birthday party, which would then turn into 20 more people. But even if we were just a birthday party business, let's pretend it was Dwayne Nally's birthday party service, and we specialize in karate parties. That was our business. So every single person that comes in for a party, we give them 10 or 15 percent off their party, right? And and if, or they hand out five five recommendations, they get a free party. So now we have we have this funnel of people continuously coming in, but we're making money off the birthday parties so that at one time when I had a guy, I focused one of my young guys just on birthday parties many years ago. We did like 65 birthday parties in one year. I think it was like 40 grand, 45 grand in birthday party fees alone, not including the amount of leads. And if you got two or one from each, you know, you're looking at 65 new students. It's not 6,500, but there's still that funnel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I would uh, make sure that you add that into the mix. And then, you know, in, into right. the mix. And then, obviously, right. you know, do your follow-up marketing uh, on those individuals. And, like I said, it's not too late for the October birthdays. You could uh, definitely right. mail out stuff or, or text out stuff uh, f- uh, for that. And I, I've had people that they've, they've come to, you know, the safety seminar. And then they got a birthday, uh, you know, party. And they did the birthday right. party. And then they came and did a week of summer camp, and then they finally signed up. And some don't, you know, but right. they'll, do those other, they'll do those other things, um, you know, in your school, even come in for a Nerf night or something. Um, right. That's something that we do in, in October is we, we do a zombie Nerf war night. Uh, actually, right. we do a couple of them because it's so popular that we do a couple of zombie warf, Nerf war nights.
1: That's awesome. Now, can I ask your opinion maybe a little bit off track cuz I'm hearing this but I wanted your opinion on this. What do you feel about this whole bully proof movement, right? It's almost like the me too movement, right? Everyone wants to bully proof their kids. They want to they want to make sure that they're not bullied like uh, do you feel like a lot of these bully programs that are out there one hour, two, three hour courses are really doing anything for the kids or or you know or is it just a lead in to maybe do martial arts? Is that can you do a bully proof for the community and then hopefully get leads out of it? I mean, of course, obviously the answer is yes, but what do you feel about bully proofing? Do you really think that it's effective? What are your thoughts on that?
0: Um, okay. So yes and no. <laughs> right. Uh, do, yeah. So, okay. From, from a martial arts studio owner, it's a feeder, right? It's a, right. it's a topic that, that has pain that you can use to feed your funnel. Uh, and and that's unfortunate. I don't mean it in a bad way, um, right? Because because ongoing training in martial arts can help prevent yeah. a uh, bully incident to to a certain degree. Um, do I think a one hour or two hour can be beneficial? Certainly. I mean, if you think about the, um, you know, I heard a story uh, Chris Sutton, uh, who has Cobra Defense, actually. Yeah, right? he
1: was he was like, one of the guests on our calls, right?
0: Yeah, he tells a story with regards to, you know, these uh, two kids who mom remarries, she remarries a drunk, and he uh, is abusive to the kids. And, you know, it was towards Christmas one night. And, and uh, let me give you the quick backstory. The back, quick backstory is, you know, the oldest kid, he's, I don't know, maybe 12, 13, whatever. You know, he's watching these martial arts moves on TV and he just keeps, you know, replaying it and replaying it and starts to practice these moves and those type of things. And, uh, you know, obviously it's like learning martial arts via YouTube, but. Right. He gets to a point where it's, it's uh, like, right before Christmas or something, and that stepdad was drunk. He didn't realize, stepdad didn't realize that he uh, had actually moved the presents into their room because uh, he didn't want it to get stepped on. So he comes in in the middle of the night, sees the presents there in the room. He's blaming the kids. He's drunk. He's blaming the kids, saying, why would you take those presents? We worked so hard for you to get those presents, blah, 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 blah. Well, he goes, which one of you are going to get it first? Well, of course, the youngest one's like, uh, you know, uh, you know, and so he went after the yeah. youngest one. Well, that that allowed the older one to do a couple of those moves. And he actually took a book and whacked him right in the nose with the book. He didn't break the nose, but, yeah. it, you know, helped to stun him. Um, I, I tell that whole story because what it did for that kid and that other kid at that night, and this is this is a true story, and I'm giving you the, 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 the fast version, but what it did for that kid and that other kid, you know, the, the brothers at that night, is they didn't get beat that night. Right. You know, so do I think sure. that a little information can make a big impact? Absolutely. It all depends yeah. on how the individual is going to catch it and then remember it to use it. That's why, right. you know, I do, when I do bullying, uh, you know, bully proof or anti-bully, whatever you want to call it, um, you know, I, I do it cyclical. It's every single year so that my constituents are getting it every single year. Yes, is it an yeah. opportunity to bring new people in, maybe sign them up for ongoing martial arts training? Absolutely, absolutely. But you don't know what that one phrase or that one move can do for someone. And so, right. yes, I do think it's beneficial. Um, but I also think with a, with a, with a program as, uh, as, as, um, as thorough – as like Chris Sutton's program is, you yeah. know, educating the parents along with it, the tell signs, uh, what they can do, um, you know, even how they should handle it with the teachers, the principals, the law enforcement right. officers, just that, that whole information is, is uh, priceless. I, I, priceless in the fact that you really, if, it, if any of it saves your kid, Exactly. Okay. Like, hey, listen,
1: it's priceless. It's, there's no amount of money you could put on one thing changing your kid's life from not committing suicide. Or, I mean, I, I asked this question, and I'm I don't want to go into a, a a different rant on it, but I I just find that we're so easily affected by words and actions, and we're always offended, and like we're always upset, and and you know I think that we need to just toughen people up, like you know, to really be stronger in general, so that you know. Yeah, the kid says, hey, Dwayne, that's the ugliest, stupid, you know, orange shirt you have on. And you're like, okay, well, I like it. I, you know, it doesn't – well, you're not going to now go and cry in the corner and start plotting out a mass execution because people don't like your shirt. You know what I mean? No, and that's but, where I find but it. But as soon, at, soon as you, you said
0: know? that – yeah, but one of the things I teach is uh, to use humor. So the first thing when you said that to me that came to my mind go, I was going to look at my shirt and go, oh, crap. I didn't realize I was wearing orange today. I, I, I'm, I'm colorblind.
1: Are you? Oh, no, what and I'm not. But <laughs> right, exactly. Well, that would be the perfect thing. Like I always kid around with my kids. I go, that's the ugliest red shirt you have on. And you would say to me, okay, because it's not red. It's orange, right? And you're going like, it doesn't matter. But if it affected you personally because you love it and I don't love it, then it'll bother you. If we could teach people that they they don't have to believe in what others say, you know, that age old saying, sticks and stones will break your bones, but names will never hurt you. Right. And too many people are offended and and they get themselves so worked up that they become violent and angry and upset. I think we should do a whole nother call on the, on the mindset of uh, training people's minds into not being upset. But, um, so anyway, I I, are we're running a little getting close on time. So, um, let me throw out two or three other things. So I'm doing really well with social media marketing, my Facebook advertising that I'm using, and I'm doing a lot of advertising commercials, live video, and I'm boosting, not boosting posts, but doing advertising with them, creating like-minded lists and all this stuff. It's a whole campaign, but it really brings me in a lot of people. I'm doing some of my um, submissive, you know, uh, uh, you know, Instagram, Twitter, little things like that, but Also creating um, followers and interest on Facebook where people might like my article and click on it, like. And then I go, uh, hey, Mrs. Jones, I noticed that you liked my article. Are you from the area? I noticed you live in Bayshore. Would you like a free week of classes? Um, And uh, would you like to come in and, you know, try it out? So I'm kind of spending time trolling, as they call it, nurturing those leads and saying, hey, if you're interested, here's my, you know, back to school special link. You know, so you. what my point was before is that we need to be in the marketing mindset continuously. um, Every single day for a few hours a day, how do we grow our school? Where do we find our students? What can I do now to grow my school? Because if I sit and twiddle my thumbs and think because I posted a picture of my last test exam, people are going to come flying through the doors. It's not happening. I have to be interactive and active. I have to take action steps to grow my school every day, man. Work your butt off. I'm, I've been, I'm 53 years old, been doing martial arts for 50 years, ran my school for 28, and I'm still every day killing it to make it happen, right? And that's important.
0: What do you think about that? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, I think you just we what we need to do is we need to uh, burn the proverbial ship. Oh, yep. Get all in. I, Get all in. Burn the proverbial ship, get all in, dive in, and go for it. Uh, I just want to reiterate a couple of things. When you're hearing the stuff that Allie and I are talking about again today, like I said at the beginning of this podcast, um, don't get overwhelmed on the 12 different things that you heard about. And I, I say the, na- the number 12. I don't know if that's what we went over. But anyways, pick one or two things that you feel that you can implement now that are appropriate. One, obviously, is the uh, Halloween package. You definitely can do that. You're ahead of the game right now, so you can get on that. If you need information, and I'll just make the plug, if you need information about that, just uh, email Ali at shihan at LINinja.com yeah. or, or put something on this post if you're watching the Facebook I will. Live or watching it later. Um, I you will. You can just, uh, yeah, Ali will put the, his information there and, and email him that you would like information about uh, those cards. And, and then pick, you know, another one thing that you feel that you can do and then just do it. Um, and right. write down what you're doing, how you're doing it, and then what actually happens so that next year you can review it. The other thing I would do is is I, whatever time frame that you feel like you need to start it again next year, meaning, okay, it's September 1st, I really should have started it in, uh, you know, August 15th, then do that and put it in your calendar, whatever calendar you use, and, and make that every single year, uh, the second Tuesday of, of every August, that's when you're going to do this. And then the uh, second or Thursday of every August, you're going to do this because these are cyclical things. A lot of them are going to come back around the following year, and you're going to want to do them again. So budget the time. Uh, and that could be a whole nother call, but I'll just quickly say this. Every Tuesdays and Thursdays for me are my, my, uh, uh, my project days where I'm working on projects. Um, to get things done. And so I have that exact same thing in my Outlook calendar every single year. This time comes up, boom, I'm right on it. And it's already been scheduled. And and my staff knows not to schedule anything else uh, uh, on that.
1: And I love about what you do too, Dwayne. You block out time not only in the day and you don't let, you know, like you don't let emails interrupt you and things interrupt you and you say, hey, this is my time slot and this is what I'm doing. I'm not going to bounce around like a, like a, you know, a crazy monkey from tree branch to tree branch, right? I'm going to kind of focus in and just do that and do that. Uh, And I, I have it on my list. I mean, I, I have, I, I follow the Franklin Covey, Stephen Covey planner and I have my day set out and I, you know, I've already done, I met with my friends from the New York tournament circuit. You and I are doing our call. I promoted our call this morning. I balanced my checkbooks online. Um, I already sent out my payroll to go through the payroll company, and then they're going to send it back, and then I print the checks. Um, what time is it? It's twelve twenty-four. Um, I've probably done more than most people do in an entire day, and I got a, another whole half of the day to work. So, um, you know, this is important about setting up what you do. And uh, anyway, I, I love the call. We really didn't give a million ideas. So, if you want, we could do another one next week and just like hard copy do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. If we want to do rapid fire marketing and I'll talk a hell of a lot less on that one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, you're more than welcome to get more ideas. So you probably have a lot more than I do. All right. Well, no, thanks, All right, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Everybody, awesome. Thank you for listening.